Okay, Laura, as you well know, my first child is still to this day very high social. So oh in the smart paradigm, <laughs> he is almost exclusively. <laughs> almost exclusively. Still, mm-hmm. even at still. this age, he is still 100. Okay, 98% social, social for sure. Yes. And I was so worried. He was my first. So bringing him to the little preschool, it was going to run until about 2.30. And I'm thinking, how am I going to be away from him? Is he going to be okay? How is he going to adjust? And, you know, I'm so nervous that he's going to be there for so long. And let me just tell you, that social child loved school so much it almost hurt my feelings. (laughs) Wow. He just loved the interaction, the teachers, the other kids, all the activities that they did. Those social kids are some of the easiest ones to get into preschool. They're just like, can we stay here longer? Is there after school? Sign me up. Bye, mom. It shouldn't hurt your feelings. They just like to spread their love and social behaviors (laughs) to all the people. And really talking about, you know, the atmosphere and and that apprehension that you had, Jennifer, is so, so, so normal. And and we try to just bring that back around, knowing that this is the best thing for our kids at that particular season of life and to watch them kind of like, peace out. I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> Don't come back, you know, for a while. There's and we know so, that not all of them do it that way. Oh, they so I had one who would have stayed at home still, even to this day, would be just as happy never having to leave this house. <laughs> so they're all different. You're not doing something wrong if your kid doesn't just jump into the arms of the caretaker there at the preschool. Um, but there are a few things, a few things we can look out for and a few ways we can help them. And we're going to talk about that today because we have so been there. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the moms on call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Today's episode is brought to you by Cozy Earth. So guys, we need you to head over to CozyEarth.com. They have like a hundred days to try these sheets out. And, you know, Jennifer, you were talking about, you know, the princess and the pea because, you know, I have had some sheets and you can feel those little balls and they're just, you're like, dang. It's distracting. <laughs> it is so distracting. You don't want to sleep on it. I'm so, like such a princess to even say it, but it's true. This has not had that problem. The only reason that you want to take your leg up across the sheet <sighs> is because it's so soft. You can't help yourself. It's so soft. And all right. So this is probably too much information, but you know, there are some times at night where I just get hot. All of a sudden, hot. And with these sheets, Jennifer, one of my favorite things is to like spread out and find that extra, extra cold spot. And it's significant. You can find that cold spot and get all comfy again in just two seconds flat. So CozyEarth.com. And they're also giving us, our listeners, 
a discount code, and I think it's one of the best that they've done. So uh, when you check out, if you'll do Moms on Call 40 at CozyEarth.com, you'll get 40% off. Hey, Jennifer and Laura. Uh, we have a little girl. She's going to preschool for the first time, and she'll be 21 months when she starts. So how and when should we start preparing for her first day of school? How do we comfort her and validate her? She has, you know, normal apprehension and fears. Thanks for all you guys are doing, and I couldn't do it without you. This is a real fear for a lot of us as parents. We've got preschool coming up. They're going to preschool. We're, it's the first time. It may be our first kid. And... <laughs> I can feel the the fear coming up and I don't even have a kid going to preschool. I know that that is so, so scary. And it's just such a huge transition when you're going as a parent to hand off your kid to somebody else to take care of them for whether it's a mother's morning out or a full-blown daycare or, you know, what can we do as parents? Because, you know, Part of me wants to, like six months ahead of time, start telling my kids what's going to happen six months from now. And I have a feeling that's probably not the right thing to do. <laughs> well, they live in the moment. One of the beautiful things about toddlers is they live in the moment. So lots of time for preparation. <laughs> it just often backfires. It's best to just, you know, maybe a day or two ahead, you can talk about it. And when you do speak of it, here's the big thing. And we talk about this all the time. Yeah. We're going to parent out of truth and not out of fear. Uh, so you determine how you want your child to view this experience. And then you begin to speak of it in that way. So this is a place where you're safe and everybody has a lot of fun. And for those parents of engineers, you may want to add in, you know what? You can warm up at your own pace. It's all right. But the biggest piece of advice for all varieties of toddlers and having been the director of uh, early childhood education and had so many wonderful influences that were preschool teachers, kindergarten teachers, knowing the amazing caliber of person that watches kids in these settings, let me just say, they are so skilled at helping those kids to adjust when you go, stop, drop, and roll. You want to be the one, like you want to go in there and you want to take responsibility for their adjustment. You don't want to leave. When actually, if we do it very simply and repetitively in that way, we are sending the message that they will be able to do this. And they do it so much faster and so much easier when we actually kind of remove ourselves from the largesse of that transition. And we give them something very concrete in that transition. It can be a high five or a nose boop if you have a touch kid. It can be, you know, a really encouraging phrase for a social kid. For the rule follower, it can be like, here's how we drop you off at daycare. We stop, drop, and roll. And the engineers like that too. So each kid, if you just have one very simple and short way to stop, drop, and roll, and when you roll, they may be screaming their head off, that will shorten the less time that you're there to personally feel like you need to curate what happens. So uh, I believe that many of my friends and colleagues and teachers would not in agreement. And many of you as parents have also watched kids in these kind of settings. And you know that this is universally 
pretty much true. But is it easy on the mom? No, you have to have some people to tell your heart the truth. It is so hard. And I mean, you know, we say moms and, and we're talking about dads too. Dads are a lot of times dropping these kids off in the morning. And I have seen some dads like holding on to their kids. And, and the kids are like, come on, dad, let me down. Let me go. You know, but the dads are like, oh, wait a second. And, you know, but it is, it's just one of those things that I think, you know, we often talk about, we create uh, the environment and the atmosphere, right? That a lot of times the way we approach whatever transition we're coming up on, our confidence really is contagious. And and it, sometimes it's not right off the bat. I think that, you know, we expect, oh, well, they're just going to love it and it's going to be awesome and they're going to have so much fun. And and it might take a little while, right? I they mean, will it adjust at their own pace. Days to kind yes. of adjust to this new routine. I mean, we've, we've had them on, on the mom's on call routines all these years, you know. So and they do they, appreciate oh, a routine. So that yes. is an advantage when they get here. Such an advantage. <laughs> and then they go and, and, and things are just different. So, you know, I always want our families to know that, you know, let's let's give some grace here. Let's it, We're going to have some some not so great days. There's good, there might be some tears. Uh, there may be tears from them. There may be tears from you because they don't even want to come home and you get your feelings <laughs> hurt, <laughs> you know, but, right. but give some grace as, as we navigate this new transition to, to preschool. It is so much fun. And, and one of the things, whether we're talking about preschool or daycare or mother's mornings outs and, you know, a lot of times people, our moms, and we're talking moms on call families, we're assuming that everybody that's listening to moms on call family, and we have these <laughs> routines. And, and so often we get the, the question like, well, you know, the preschool doesn't follow moms on call routines, or they have their own routine and, and, you know, they won't change it. And, and, oh, does that mean I shouldn't go? Or, you know, there's all these questions because, hey, the way we've been doing it isn't the way that, that the place wants to do it. And so I think kind of addressing that a little bit as well, Jennifer, is so helpful. Just knowing that, look, our kids are strong, adaptable and resilient. Ooh, They're going to be yes. fine. <laughs> If the routine is different from grandma's house or preschool or mother's mm -hmm. mornings out and, and they know the difference, right, between our consistency at home and the flexibility of the world outside of that home. Absolutely. And depending on how often they go. So, you know, if you're trying to decide, do I do two days a week, three days a week, five days a week, um, the adjustment to the three to five days a week um, is usually faster just because they have more of an opportunity to go in and out of that kind of, you know, different routine. But the routine is the routine. So you don't have to do the mom's on call routine. You don't have to necessarily force them. Although a lot of them are really receptive, especially to that white noise during nap time. So there are some elements that daycares have really, really been receptive to, but what we want to do, look at those crazy days. What we want to do is if we can just make sure no naps last longer than two hours and you're feeding them dinner, according to the mom's on-call schedule that you use at home, then we're going to be fine. Whatever routine happened at school is going to be 
fine. We can totally support that. And like you said, Laura, they're strong. They're a adaptable and they're so resilient and they absolutely know the difference between those two things. Now, if you're going a lot and let's say your nap time is at one o'clock, but at the daycare, the nap time is noon. Do you want to switch your nap time at home if your child's going five days a week and going down at noon? Yeah, I think that's totally reasonable. Let's see if we can't pull that weekend nap to noon because that's kind of more, you know, what they're um, experiencing at school. So those kind of questions and those kind of things are um, absolutely um, advisable. And not only that, if you ever have any questions, you can get a mom's on call consultant to help walk you through, you know, how that's going to look, especially if you have multiple kids. So now you have a baby, you're dropping a kid off at preschool, you have to pick them up, you've got all the naps up in the air. And I'll tell you what, having a voice, a positive voice of encouragement who has walked this in so many different ways is great. And it's not something you have to even do long-term, but you can, you can get one of the consultants. Yeah. And we got one week email packages, one week, one week email packages, and they can personalize it. Yes. And I think that's a, that's a great point because we, you know, as parents, we're so overwhelmed with all the information and everybody's opinion. And, and it's not even so much the right or wrong opinions. It's just so many to try and decipher through. So when you have a mom's on call certified consultant that is, you know, available to you, even if it's just email, that you can throw an email or two out there and they know you they know your situation. They know the ages of your kids. They know what time pickup is and drop-off is and all of those things for the day-to-day realities of our lives that, you know, yes, it's great. Our, look, the Moms on Call books are fantastic. The schedules are awesome. But sometimes they just can't line up to the reality of our life. So when we have someone who can walk those that out with us every single day. It's pretty, pretty cool. And I love our email packages. I think that it's such great support and limits the amount of voices that are speaking into how we do this crazy thing called parenting. Well, and it helps you to set the expectation too. Oh, so sometimes your expectation grace. is everybody's taking a two hour nap. <laughs> you know, and sometimes like, well, okay, in this season when we're driving all over the world and this kid's going to elementary school and that kid's going to preschool and you have a baby, here's, here is the best of what we are going to get out of this season. And sometimes just managing that expectation, like, oh, okay, then that is actually part of what can be so freeing. I love that. That is good, good advice. Grace upon grace. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey. 